Dear Basketball. From the moment I started rolling my dad's tube socks and shooting imaginary game-winning shots in the Great Western Forum, I knew one thing was real. I fell in love with you. A love so deep, I gave you my all. From my mind and body, my spirit and soul. As a six-year-old boy, deeply in love with you, I never saw the end of the tunnel. I only saw myself running out of one. And so I ran. I ran up and down every court after every loose ball for you. You asked for my hustle? I gave you my heart because it came with so much more. I played through the sweat and the hurt. Not because challenge called me, but because you called me. I did everything for you. Because that's what you do when someone makes you feel as alive as you've made me feel. You gave a six-year-old boy his Laker dream. And I'll always love you for it. But I can't love you obsessively for much longer. This season is all I have left to give. My heart can take the pounding. My mind can handle the grind. But my body knows it's time to say goodbye. And that's okay. I'm ready to let you go. I want you to know now so we both can savor every moment we have left together. The good and the bad. We have given each other all that we have. And we both know no matter what I do next, I'll always be that kid with the rolled up socks, garbage can in the corner, Five seconds on the clock, ball in my hands. Five, four, three, two, one. Love you always, Kobe. Man, how's that feel? 
refreshing, man. Wow. Dude, it gives me the chills every yeah. time. Every time I listen to that. The and the uh the visuals too of that. He 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 won a uh Oscar. an Oscar for that short film, mm-hmm. Dear Basketball, and it was based off of his letter uh of his retirement. Um Thank you guys for tuning in to uh, Still Searching. We have a special episode remembering Kobe Bryant. And um, as of recording this, this is uh, three days after the death of Kobe. And the city of Los Angeles is still reeling and just still, you know, processing this. I think it's hitting people a lot harder than what they thought. Um. And uh, and here we are. This is three days in, and you know I listen to sports radio almost every morning, and almost the whole show is still dedicated to remembering Kobe and just hearing these amazing stories of, uh, you know, of former players and associates and people who worked with him, down to people who worked at the Staples Center, you know, just sharing um, stories. So today I have a couple special guests back here, a reoccurring guest, Clemente is here. Hey, what's up? What's up? Yeah, and then a a, a new guy's here. <laughs> we got Omar Segura in the house. Thanks right, for coming so, on, man. No problem, man. My pleasure. Short notice, and he and he uh, he was like, "All right, I'll do it. I'm down." He's like running around and in, in between meetings, and he's here. So, um, thanks for coming on, uh, Clemente. Thanks for hitting me up. I, I I wanted to do something like this, but I just felt I just didn't have the the strength to do it. Like I was like, uh, I don't know. Like, is it what should I record something about Kobe? And I was like, uh, and then you hit me up and I was like, all right, cool. Let's just do it. Let's knock it out. Yeah, no, I know. I felt like um, like I've been grieving Yeah. Uh, almost like I lost a, a, a friend or, or a relative. And it's been uh, it's been tough. You know, I, I remember uh, I'm on a I'm on a group chat with a bunch of basketball nerds. We're in a fantasy basketball league uh, and. And I remember looking at that like at 10 a.m. on Sunday. I was actually uh, at the Great Wolf Lodge with uh, with my kids. And I remember looking at the message thinking somebody's messing around and somebody shouldn't be messing around with this, you know? And Yeah. It, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Like initial like anger. Yeah. Like why would why why is the internet playing like this? Right. Mm-hmm. And and yesterday, as recording this, um, there was a special episode on TNT uh, at the Staples Center with like Shaq, um, Jerry West, all the guys from TNT, Kenny Smith, mm-hmm. um, and they're just it was just raw. Just yeah. it was in the middle of the court, nobody there, lights off, and they're just sharing stories. But Shaq shared his story, and that initial reaction of Shaq is like, man, get that out of my face when somebody showed him the phone. Right. It's what something about like, you know, when we hear something so like create or you know just all of a sudden and 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 scary like that or not scary but just um a death of that magnitude or why is it that we react like that, you know like that can't be true like man stop playing get that out of my face that's exactly what I was saying yeah Yeah. I was at church yeah so so you had that reaction Clemente. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember reading the, the the thing, and then you know, one of my buddies was like, "Yeah, they they must have hacked TMZ, and you know, this is fake news." And and next thing you know, I start I I start searching for it, and the only outlet that was giving the message was TMZ. So I was I, I said a prayer. I was hoping I was hoping that somebody hacked into TMZ, and that it was uh, a, a joke. yeah yeah that, that it was a, a cruel vicious joke. 
and then you started seeing people confirming and 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 then you know hearing that his daughter was there i mean that's just devastating i started crying i started literally uh crying in tears at this uh, uh amusement park and you know my my kids come up to me daddy what's wrong you know and and you know i couldn't believe it i couldn't believe it. i said you know right yeah, Kobe, kobe's dead well it started to come in waves right like um Sunday and like a lot of people were at church and, you know, a lot of people were just doing different things or doing family things. I remember seeing, seeing it on Facebook, like, um, instantly somebody posted it and I was like, what? No way. And it was so fast. Like TMZ had it so fast that yeah. I went to Google and, you know, you just search Kobe Bryant and it was still talking about LeBron surpassing him the night before. Right. So that was the news. They didn't show anything. I was like, oh, that ain't real. You know, I just blew it off. I'm like, no, nah, that's there's no way. And then I hop on Twitter. Twitter is like where it's at. If you want, you know, the latest breaking news, you gotta hop on Twitter. And then, boom, it just started getting started getting picked up. Started getting picked up. And I'm like, what? No way. I come out. I tell the the, the family, I'm like, hey, Kobe was in a helicopter accident. He's dead. And they're like, what? They're all like, what the heck? And we turn on the news and then it's still, you know, nobody really wanted to confirm it because it was TMZ. Right. And TMZ always breaks the latest stuff, you know, and, and almost to it to like, you guys need to chill. Like let the, let the family know first. But, um, and then it started coming out and then we started hearing rumors of like, oh man, Rick Fox Rick was Fox, on, yeah. Rick Fox was on there. Yeah. Then they started saying all of his girls were on there yeah. and then they weren't saying much. Right. Cause I mean, they don't really know yet. And then, um, and then, man, then like that's when I really cried when it, when they confirmed that his daughter was on, right? Gigi, yeah. Gigi was on, and I was like, oh my god, like I couldn't believe it. As a father, as a dad of of, of a uh, you know of a girl or or two or girls, boy, right? Yeah, or yeah, 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 for yeah. both, just a father. I put myself in that position too. I mean, being the same age as as Kobe, you know, having you know having four kids, you know, you you put yourself in that in that in that feeling of vulnerability right what would my family what would my kids do without me and, and and i was having this conversation with with another buddy of mine and omar i, I want to get your thoughts on it but i feel that that sometimes when we when we personalize something right when when we put ourselves in those shoes and i i get it that you know super famous athlete you know um you know, uh, Vanessa and, and his, his surviving girls, I get it that they're going to be financially well off, but that's not the point. The point is emotionally losing your father, losing your sister. How do you move on with that? Talk mm. about a faith tester. Mm. That's, that's it right there. Uh, Omar, I know, I know that your faith is strong, brother. I just want to hear from you, mm -hmm. you know, what, what something like that would, would, would mean to you and your faith. But that's just that's like the ultimate test for her, like, and it's t I wept I wept for um I wept for her when I found out what happened. First, one of the one of the daughters of the teacher told me, "Hey, Kobe died," and I was like, "No, that's not true." Like, nah, just stop kidding. You know, I didn't I didn't want to believe it. 
And then I got a phone call from a good friend I played bo- basketball with. He he knows I'm a straight Kobe fan. He knows they call me Black Mom on the court. At that <laughs> what? <time. Yeah. laughs> you got some yeah. skills. They, they call me that because I always try to represent Kobe Bryant. I love him. I try to I try to practice his moves because I love Kobe Bryant. He inspired me. Mm. And he called me. He goes, "Man, dude, Kobe passed away." I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" And then then I started getting my eyes watery, and then I got all these text messages from my 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 basketball friends like. Dude, Kobe died. Did you find out? Kobe died. And it kept hitting me over and over. And you were in church. And I was in church. So I was, during praise and worship, I started just crying out of control. I was just wondering, like, damn, Vanessa just lost her husband, amazing father, husband, and her daughter that had a future. Mm. So it broke me. And and, and into, your, into your question, it's like, Vanessa is, is pushed to the final... I mean, this is the most hardest thing of a wife can go through is to lose when you're expecting to see them after the tournament or whatever the case is, whatever the plans were, you're expecting to see them and now they're just gone. Mm. And now your 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 faith is gonna be measured so so tough with complexity that it's almost like you don't wanna hear from anybody because you don't wanna believe what happened. And right. as a as a wife that's gonna have to raise the kids by themselves knowing that they lost a good father and, and, and her daughters, it's like, I can't, I can't even imagine what she's going through. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, it's so hard. You know, I, I keep hearing a lot of people were just like, cause that happened to me when I was a, a teenager, as far as like when somebody dies and you get angry that somebody would tell you, I, th- th- I'm fascinated by this. I don't know what it is. Uh, when I was maybe 14, I grew up in in a neighborhood where we had this uh, older kid that we all looked up to. His name was Brandon. And in our, in our neighborhood, like we always, we were just outside constantly outside, right? All the kids. And we kind of had like our block versus uh, another block down the street or, you know, we lived on a Mm cul-de-sac and then there was another street that ran into our cul-de-sac. So it was Paddock and Oro Grande right down the street and somewhere off Dronefield. And um, there was this kid who everybody looked up to because he was older. He was like 18, 19. And he kind of took me under his wing. Um, Cause like we used to have like these little fights, little Royal rumbles and we used to box and stuff with the kids from Oro Grande and we were paddock and we would have football games, basketball games, but he lived on Oro Grande and there was these punk white dudes that were there too, but he was a white kid. He was white, but he was like the coolest kid. He had like a, a lowered Acura, you know, and like back, this was back in the nineties. Mm-hmm. And um, he taught me how to drive stick as like a 13, 14 year old kid. So that's how I learned. And, um, I ended up moving from that. And, you know, all the little girls in the neighborhood, right. We used to mess around, just, you know, do kid stuff, you know, um, go in the bushes and like, you know, five minutes of whatever kind of thing, <laughs> stuff like that. Right. Um, but I ended up moving from the neighborhood and he passed away in a car accident, mm-hmm. um, on the freeway. And, uh, I, I lived in Arlita and this was in the nineties, right? We didn't have cell phones. We couldn't text. There was no Instagram. Right. You actually had called the house. Right. And back in those days, people and kids and girls used to play on the phone all the time. Like in Friday, right. The, the, the girlfriend's calling, <laughs> calling Craig and the mom's like, you better tell that girl to stop calling. Yeah, right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. they used to play games like that at the house. And my dad worked from home, you know, as a pastor. So he was in the office studying and he would get phone, you know, call and then I just hang up calling it but then they used to do that stuff right after i had left so they called me the uh some of the girls and they're like hey brandon died now and i think i cussed them out i'm like why would you 
why would you joke like that? Right. Why would you joke? And I was mad. I was angry. And I hung up. And I never called them back because I didn't think it was real. And then I found out that, yeah, it was, in fact, real. Mm-hmm. I, I'm still trying to process this. Like, why Why is it that, some you know, when somebody dies like that or somebody of that magnitude or that importance to you, like, we get mad. You know, it's that just blows my mind. I'm you, still... You know yeah. what my opinion is? is? Is my opinion is like, this is the bottom line truth. And people could agree agree with me or not, but life is not fair. Mm. You know, life yeah. is not fair. We all have an expiration date. Yeah. We just know, we just don't know what year, what day, what month, what minute that we're going to just go and, you know, we're going to pass. So mm, I feel you. So, like we feel like, like we're getting cheated, like we're getting robbed. Yeah. Like it's yeah. this, this, and I'm sure, I'm sure God is just shedding a tear too. Like, you know, this was an unexpected, tragic event that none of us expect, especially a guy like him who's just started his second part of his life after leaving a legacy through his basketball career. Right. And his daughter having a chance to go to UConn and, you know, play in WNBA. Right. So people get angry. They were talking about breaking barriers of, of having a female in the NBA. Right, right. Mm. I read that. I read that that he was he was prepping Gigi to, to play with the boys. And, and that's... That's uh, I think that's the legacy that Kobe leaves is that relentless pursuit to just tear down any walls. I was listening to an interview that he had with uh, uh, Patrick Bet David. Oh yeah, and and and, and what he talks about is just so different than how you and I think. You know, he's he's talking about. Uh, his new career and in animation and of course he won an Oscar for that right mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but but that was his that was his new baby that was his new business and he talked about breaking barriers gender barriers uh, and and, uh, and and other types of uh, barriers because he wanted to make sure that his girls had an equal opportunity to play with the boys not just in basketball, but in life. Mm. So to me, that's somebody that's revolutionary, somebody that is is not going to conform to anything and is just going to do whatever it takes to to to, uh, you know, to get his his mission across. And and that's something that I admire. That, that's something that a lot of people uh, look up to. I think when we think of Kobe, we think of that uh, that revolutionary grit. You know that determination to to just win. You know, and, and, yeah, just the the excellence and and the hard work. Hey guys, we're gonna take a quick break and take this phone call with a lifelong Laker fan, King Dave One, uh, Dave Ariebo. So go ahead, man. No, no I mean, whatever you want to share, bro, about Kobe, because I know you guys really, your family really looked up to him, or really, um, you know, yeah. Had, Looked so, highly so, so Kobe, Kobe's, you know, ingrained, and I think the thing that makes him different than most athletes is that for twenty seasons he spent with Lakers. So, you know, if you if you think about me, you know, I have a nineteen year old and a twenty three year old. They were raised with Kobe. You know, that's just facts. You know, there was there's there's no way of getting around with my son has still has his his Lakers number eight jersey, you know, when for his first birthday, man. 
Wow. Um, I think the thing, I know probably people have said this and I've heard it, but right off the bat, I said the, the thing that entwines everybody in L.A., Southern California, is the Lakers. Because, I mean, yeah, you have your stragglers. You might have a few Clipper fans here and there. But pretty much L.A. is the Laker town. You know, it, it, it you know, the Dodgers, you got, there's some separation with the Angels. You got a lot of transplant right. people here, Giants fans, Yankees fans, of course. And, uh, but the Lakers, for the most part, always, people that yeah. move, yeah, people that move here too, uh, they become Laker fans. It's just, you know, and so, uh, Kobe, I know he's, he's a, a polarizing figure for anybody outside of LA. But inside of LA, it's something different. Say, yeah, it's different, bro. He's 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 one of ours, right? So it it that's the difference. He's one of ours, so he, he's our guy. You know, not too many players spend twenty seasons. I mean, you might have the Dirk Nowinski and uh, you know, Tim Duncan, but that's kind of unheard of now for players to spend twenty seasons with one franchise. Yeah, and for the most part. Uh, you know, successful seasons, whether he was winning a championship, uh, whether he's winning scoring titles, you know, that one MVP, uh, you know, or just bringing pure excitement, right? Just even the years that they were down, you know, Kobe hits, you know, uh, 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 a bank, you know, off the, off the glass. Game winner. Yeah. So, um, but the common thread with everybody in Los Angeles has, has been Lakers and has been, you know, Kobe and, you know, different walks of life, different people, uh, you know, just, you got, you got church, you know, you go to church, you find that common thread. It's, it's Lakers, it's Kobe, you know, you go to work, same thing. And you normally wouldn't talk to these people because you just don't have much in common with them. The thing you have in common, is is Kobe and the Lakers, and and everybody could always go into work and and not have much to talk about because they don't have nothing in common. And somebody always has to say, "Is did you see Kobe last night?" Right. Oh, right. talking about the game for fifteen minutes. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, "All right, that dude's cool now. We got something in common. That would be it, you know." And um, for my family, it just it, we were we were Laker fans, man, and I can remember the two thousand. 2001, you know, winning, you know, the, the championships, watching, you know, Shaq and Kobe teams with my dad and how my kids, you know, in 2010 and 8, you know, watching those teams, you know, win again with a different lineup, you know, but still Kobe. Right. And if you think about it, you know, you, you begin the decade, Kobe wins a championship. You end the decade, start a new decade, Kobe wins a championship. Right. I mean, it's, that's pretty crazy, man. That's, that's, you know, when you have kids, you know, that's, that's a lifetime of decade. You know, it's, it's, it's just like, it, it can be three years old. And by the time of the end of the decade, they're a full fledged teenager, you know, and, and that's a big difference, but that's how long he, he was in our lives, man. And, uh, the memories, it's, it's pretty crazy. Cause somebody told me, you know, how do you, how do you like somebody so much and you never met them? Hmm. And I, 
and I was like, that's a good point, man. I saw, and, and I thought about it. It, it. it sounds funny, right? Like, ah, oh, man, right. you, you never even met the guy. Right. You know, what do you, what is, he doesn't care about you. What do you, but it, it's not that, man. It's, it's the memories. It's, it's the memories the, associated with watching him, right? The yeah, memories that are created yeah. with your family and how much joy. Yeah. You know what I mean? How much joy did, 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 did he bring? You know, how much, how much good times, you know, and heartbreak, right? You yeah, know, the, yeah. the times we lost. That's lost what makes it so I mean, much dude. sweeter, right? When you go through those hard times and those down years. Exactly. And it makes it so you much know, better and, when and you do get the chip. Exactly. You can bring up, you know, the, the good things and then all the bad things, you know, the, the case he had in Colorado, uh, the injury, but getting through those things and persevering and becoming a champion again and, Staying with the Lakers and seeing him grow up—that's big too, right? You know, you—we we literally see him grow up in front of our eyes, you know, from a kid. Right. So that's the difference, man. You just you just associate a lot of your life and how you know that memory, that memory, and you know that championship or that heartache when they didn't win that, or you know Shaq leaves and just different stuff, man. So I think. It's a powerful thing. I was I was blessed that to know that he was searching for God. I mean, that put me a little at peace that, mm. you know, he did go to church that morning. Uh, puts me at peace. He was, he was, as a father, he was a good father, loved his, his girls, uh, wanted to be there for them. And, uh, but I think the thing that put my heart at, at peace, the few things I had heard him say, and then hearing that report that he, he went to church, that the early service, 7 a.m. service, he took his daughter and they went and had he, communion. He was even there before 7. <laughs> yeah, you know Kobe, man. Yeah, he was he's probably, there early. He was probably waiting for the, the priest to open up the, 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 <laughs> the sanctuary, bro. You know, yeah. and he's like, what's up? You know, yeah. so that's, me, that's a good me, point, man. He was, probably, the, he was praying. Let me get that body <laughs> and that blood real quick. <laughs> I got to exactly, go. Exactly, bro. So it's... uh. I mean that 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 puts that hurts a little bit, man, because influence, right? So you know he, he had so much influence in the in the Mamba mentality and to push forward and to do a little extra, and you think if maybe if as he was learning about God and and drawing nearer to, to God, you know, if applying that Mamba mentality with God. I mean that's that's pretty motivating for me, man. To think like, man, he he was he was pushing it, you yeah. know, and how just that yeah. mind that mindset all around, man, with God, with basketball, with his family, everything that he did, you think like, okay, you know, I I, I can do a little extra. I can I can do I can do a little bit more than what I'm giving, and I think if everybody did. Lost you for a second. We're back now. Uh, you still there? Yeah, yeah, I got you. You just cut All out. Right. I just cut out for yeah. like three seconds. <clears throat> yeah. So I think, uh, yeah, man, if we just apply that mama mentality and just do a little extra, you know, yeah, and man. all we do, uh, you a better place, man. There's, there's, uh, there's sometimes we know reasons why people, you know, die you know we think you know uh maybe they weren't living right or maybe 
they didn't take care of themselves. And then you have somebody that dies like Kobe and his daughter. And you're like, wow, that, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. That just, yeah. That one hurts. You try yeah. to figure Yeah. You try to figure it out. And sometimes you can, you figure, figure it out in your own mind. And sometimes you're just like, yeah, this, this doesn't make sense. It seems unreal. And it's one of those things, man. But I think it's kind of drawn us together. And, and, and it's a reminder that the life is short that, uh, you know, we're not promised tomorrow, you know, and yeah. it's, uh, it's a little reminder for all of us, man. When did you guys become Kobe fans? Like, when did you know, like, oh, man, this is... 97 i mean I, we were talking about this off uh, off air how how you know i'm i i'm a little bit older than you cats but uh <laughs> but i was uh you know i was i was a, a lakers fan back when uh showtime back when showtime and i remember hearing uh the news of magic in 91 and and i remember being devastated right there too just thinking before HIV was a death sentence, like he's not gonna last, you know, five, five years. years yeah. You know that that was the initial thought, right? It's like super Superman dying, right? And and then you know, thank God that you know with modern medicine and 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 treatment, you know, Magic's you know doing fine, you know, better yeah. than fine. You yeah. know, he's he's owner of the Dodgers now, and <laughs> you know all this other stuff. <laughs> but uh, but no, I think I think that it. It really is something that, um, you know, from from that transition of Showtime, and then there was a little bit of a, a of a, of a dead zone, right? We talked about Nick Van Exel and Eddie Jones, and you know that were, was my zone. That dead zone was when I was hooked on the Lakers. Eldon Campbell, Eldon Campbell, Eldon Campbell. <laughs> Vladi, Vladi, Vladi Divac. Byron Scott was still playing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who was the other shooter? Uh, Harper. Ron Harper, Ron Harper. Ron Harper. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Ron, yeah. Ron Harper was amazing with the Clippers, and then his knee got busted, and he was never Ron Harper again. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. But I was, I was uh, Nick Van Exel all the way. That was my man. You know, elementary school, fifth, sixth, sixth grade, Cincinnati Bearcats. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so you, so then '97 is when you were like, all right, this is, yeah. this is it. This is, this is our new Superman. As soon as they traded for uh, for Vladi, uh, you know, Vladi was gone. And Vladi was good. He was an all-star, you know. So we were getting this 18-year-old kid coming out of high school. Not, 17. Yeah. Not knowing what we were going to get, right? Yeah. But then I think right off the bat, we saw the greatness. We saw. Jerry West knew. Oh, yeah. Right away. Like, that's the one. The athletic ability yeah. was off the charts. And then his father was uh, was a pro- professional uh, basketball player as well, so he already yeah. had that. He was groomed into that that you know from a very young age. I think uh, on his documentary he says uh, six years old, right? Mm-hmm. Six yeah. years old. Yeah. So, Want, so wanting to play for the Lakers in the forum. Yep. 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 Man, yeah, because I'm a I'm a you know lifelong Bay. I'm from the Bay. I'm from San Francisco, so I grew up obviously a 49er fan all we did was win in the 80s i just remember have vivid memories of celebrating 
with like a house full of people and going out in the streets and like people just going crazy, right? Joe Montana, Jerry, Jerry Rice, 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 Steve Craig. Young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was my, that's my thing, right? And then also the Giants, um, I was, you know, grown to be a Giants fan, but I didn't get into basketball. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I didn't get into basketball until I moved down to Los Angeles. I wasn't, wasn't into basketball. So I obviously became a Laker fan. And like I said, all we did was play basketball. You know, like some of my friends who might be listening to this, like I'm hoping they call in. They relate. They can relate. All we did, and then, you know, elementary school, fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, now all we did was ball. We would play, um, obviously, during PE, like we did our laps and we'd go play basketball. If the game was intense, we'd go and continue the game at lunchtime and like just ball. And this was this was like, you know, 90s, right? So the sneakers started getting big. You know, like you started to like, oh, okay, cool, you're wearing Kobe's. And I had those Adidas, those uh I'm not sure if they're the first ones or the second ones, but they looked like a spaceship. Right. Those uh they were I had the all white ones and they were weird, right? And I rocked them. Everybody was like, Oh, you got those Kobe's, you know what I mean? <laughs> so that was when that whole the whole culture, like Slam magazine was big. And, um, you know, you just, it was great basketball in the nineties. And then obviously Kobe arrived and it was like, oh man, this is our, this is our dude. Yeah. I think it was a, a lot of, uh, the passing of the torch. Yeah. Right. From, from, uh, from magic to Jordan. And then Jordan was kind of phasing out mm-hmm. as well. Right. And then, right. and then Kobe was like, give me that torch and I'm gonna run with it. Right. From day one. Right. Remember the, the, the playoffs? series where you know it's a it's his first playoff series and he's throwing up them them three pointers and just bricks bricks <laughs> coming up short every time it the it was dead on the shot looked good but it was coming up short every time and i just remember thinking this kid is gonna get it together in the offseason and he's just gonna become a monster come next season because he you can't teach that you can't teach that that those guts to keep on trying yeah. and keep, he, it doesn't matter if he failed he kept on going for it over and over and over that was part of what his big criticism right he just shoots too much he don't pass <laughs> but you know what it's funny because just just based off of what you said on the interview he had with patrick ben david he he had he had a self-awareness moment he was a critical thinker at the time when he knew he was making mistakes shooting too short he goes why am i shooting too short it's because i'm not jumping I'm not, I don't have strong legs. Mm. So he started working on his legs, right? Started working on his legs. His shot, his shot was straight, but it was falling too short. Like you just said, Clemente, but he worked on his legs and he finally got it. He was hitting everything. Mm. Right. And then, then we went through that period where we were winning championships. 2000, well, we got, 2001. We got right? big Shaq. We got Shaq. And then, then I was 18, 19 years old. And you guys remember, like, I, we, I, I remember those celebrations. Like we, I went to the Canyon. I had a motorcycle. I had an R6. I threw on my Kobe jersey, and we were just going crazy. The canyon was packed. I was at Staples Center. You were at Staples yeah. Center. Yeah. See, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't make it to downtown. I just went. I lived in Arlita at the time, so I just went to where I know. I just went down Laurel Canyon, went straight towards San Fernando, and it was already popping. Right, popping. Everybody was cruising there. Everybody was cruising, <laughs> celebrating, hanging out the window with our, you know, our our flags and our jerseys, and it was just a celebration. We were back. Showtime. We were back. Showtime it was, was back. Two um, so, you know, obviously that was just, he was, like I said, as far as basketball goes, like he was our guy. So something else that, that, that I admire that just 
just hit me right now. Remember when him and Shaq were were feuding, and it, I think it was the alpha male of right. this. This is my team, right? So uh, I uh, I heard a story where he actually Kobe got into a fist fight with Shaq, and I mean Shaq's like seven two, you know, three hundred and fifty pounds, right? And 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 Kobe said, you know, what was the fight over? And Kobe said. He wanted me to pass him the ball. Yeah. And I told him, <laughs> I get a rebound after I missed the ball. That's how you're going to get the ball. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm like, man, that's that killer mentality, yeah. that alpha mentality that made us fall in love with him. Uh, of, you know, this is. That, and that's part of the reason why they, they ended up falling out in the beginning, right? Is that he worked so hard, right? He was like, show up to the, to practices hours early way before way before anybody got there not and he had already practiced like early in the morning right because mm-hmm. he was always i'm gonna wake up you know super early practice throw up a thousand shots whatever and then go to practice like super early right and he was like that was his criticism of Shaq, right of like not working hard is, is that right that's kind of a, some of the reason like Right, and so, he wanted to be like, "This is my team." So Shaq was like the most dominant big man ever, right? Since maybe Will Chamberlain right. had all the skills to just dominate the league, and I think that was the beef is that Kobe was like, "Look, I'm doing all this for a legacy of championships, right? Like we want to win as many championships as possible, and we can do it, but you got to get your big butt." <laughs> In shape and, and 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 ready to go and and to Shaq's credit, I mean he, it, th- there was uh I think three years in a row where he was the MVP of the league. I mean he was phenomenal, and I think it it has a lot to do with that relationship that he had with Kobe, and of course with uh, uh, the Zen master Phil Jackson. Right. Yeah. Because uh, I was listening to an interview the other day on on the radio, and they were talking about there's two different versions of Kobe. Even with Phil, you know what I mean? Like after just, and Phil gets a lot, should get a lot of credit too, right? For bringing out like the absolute best and in, in, in those guys. Um, let's talk about like the Mamba mentality, right? Like killer. That killer instinct. Killer instinct. Um, the sheer just willingness to like just take every, to just take it all on himself, you know? And, and just put the game that's like his alter ego that's his alter ego right mm-hmm. he turns into the mamba the black mamba like give me the ball you know there's only one person that's gonna get this last shot right it's gonna be him love that love that and um and that goes back to his hard work his dedication you know and his love for the craft um anything you guys want to say about that yeah um his mama mentality was like just vicious like get out of my way i'm getting the ball like his work ethic allowed him to be Mamba mentality, you know, because not everybody, not everybody in the NBA has that, has that type of drive, that that grit, that type of personality. Where once your friends off the court, you say hi, you say what's up to everybody, but when you're when you're on the court, I don't give a damn about you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Serious. That's how. Right. That's what, exactly what he said. Right. I don't care. I don't. I don't care. I'm. 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 I'm taking this win, and that's his mindset. Is that's why it inspired me so much on the court, you know, off the court. Just when I play basketball, that's exactly what the only thing that's going in my head is mama mentality. I'm gonna play until my legs give out. 
you know, right, because right. and I think go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And I think that that Mamba mentality also transcends transcends into business, right? And day to day life. I, um, another story that I absolutely love about Kobe is he would play a full season, go play in the Olympics, mm-hmm. right? So nine months out of the year, he's not home, mm-hmm. right? And there's there's birthday parties, there's Christmas, there's everything that you need to be a part of your your family, right? So he would make it a point that he would fly out for uh, uh, birthdays, and then even if the game is that night, fly you know f- fly back out just to be there the morning of you know to to celebrate with one of his daughters. And something else that that really sticks with me is he said. You know, I'm dead tired from practice, you know, from from a game and I'm coming home drained and exhausted. If I gave it my all in basketball, I'm going to give it my all at home. I'm not going to tell my my little girl that I'm too tired to go swim with her, to go Mm -hmm. shoot some hoops with her, to go play some video games or whatever it is. Right. So that as a father. That's the legacy that mm-hmm. I, that that I have for Kobe is is you're never off. You're always on. Excellence is is it's not it's not uh, not just one area. Yeah, it's not one thing that we do. Right. It's it's how we are. Right. Yeah, I want to read something too. It's uh, Kobe Bryant's ten rules of success. Right. We'll just read them off and we can talk about it a little bit. Number one, follow your passion. Number two, find mentors. Mm-hmm. Number three, don't fear failure. Four, have patience. Five, learn from failures. Six, focus on winning. Seven, love what you do. Eight, elevate others. Nine, protect your dreams. And ten, learn from the best. Yep. I think um, the, the, the one that, that, mm-hmm. that resonates right there is, uh, is, is number four, uh, not having the fear to fail, I think we can all attest to that in in business and in life. We take a lot of risk. And I mean, man, I failed at so many things, but I feel that all of those failures, that's actually one of the books that I'm, that I'm knocking out right now is the obstacle is in the way. And it talks about all these historical successful people and all the times that they failed. And fail, um, who's, uh, I think it's Wayne Gretzky that said, uh, you, you miss hundred percent, a hundred percent of the shots, shots that you don't, don't take. take. Yeah. So, right. yeah. Very I, true. Yeah. I, I love the, the learning from your failure. Right. Cause even obviously like learning, making improvements to his game, but even, you know, we, a lot of people aren't really wanting to talk about, you know, the, the the rape accusations, you know, and learning from that, growing from that, making that right and changing, you know, um, that's just something too, like, you know, and then turning his life, like focusing on family and, and obviously having girls, you know what I mean? Focusing on them and, and trying to right that wrong, you know? Right. And, and I think that that there was, uh, um, some some controversy over that. Uh, I think uh, one of the uh, writers at at CNN uh, tweeted out something about those rape allegations and just 
the timing of it just really rubbed a lot of people the wrong way with, uh, you know, uh, not being sensitive to to Vanessa and and the girls, um, you know, and I don't really feel too comfortable speaking too much on that topic just because uh, I don't know all the details about it. Uh, but I do know that he was exonerated. Right. right. He, you know. Yeah. I mean, it happened so long ago. I think we kind of dis- disconnected from it. But it's not, you know, I think it's important to, you know, even like we only want to look at our, our highlights, right? Sure. But a lot of our highlights come from our lowlights, right? Like we sometimes we make mistakes. Like, dude, I'm on my second, third, fourth chance. Right. You know what I mean? And I believe everybody deserves a second chance. Mm-hmm. Multiple chances. Like, where you know what I mean? Where would we be without those chances? Um. So, you know, I, I'm really not af- too afraid to shy away from that. You know, I think um, a lot of people have a past, you know, and and uh, who's to say, you know, you can't be great because of mistakes that you may have made. Sure. No, 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 I totally 100% agree with that. And People it- can change, you know. That's the other thing, too, is like people can change. And they can better themselves, and it is obvious, you know, right. that he, and, that he did, and he, and he God, grew from that. God forgives all of us, and and we all fall short of the cross. Mm-hmm. We all make mistakes every day, you know. So, so I think uh, I think that having that having that uh, that hope of hey, even though I make a mistake today, I know that I can pick myself up, dust myself off, and, and go go after it again. Mm-hmm. I want to play something from. Uh, Kobe, when he's, um, I think he's addressing his daughters here. And, uh, Alia, Gianna, and Bianca. Um, you know, I, <laughs> I, I, I hope that tonight is not, you know, you guys know that, you know, if you do the work, you work hard enough, dreams come true. You know that, we all know that. But hopefully what you get from tonight is the understanding that um, those times when you get up early and you work hard, those times when you stay up late and you work hard, those times when you don't feel like working, you're too tired, you don't want to push yourself, but you do it anyway. Um, that is actually the dream. Hmm. That's the dream. It's not the destination, it's the journey. And if you, guys, if you guys can understand that, then what you'll see happen is that you won't accomplish your dreams. Your dreams won't come true. Um, something greater will. And uh, if you guys can understand that, then I'm doing my job as a father. Thank you guys so much. Our daughters, Natalia, Gianna, and Bianca. Mm. Yep. Man. It, 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 that's, that's, you know, that's the thing that hurts the most is like the second part of his life. I know. I feel like it was going to even be greater. Yeah. Like he was going to do just so much. I mean, coming right out of retirement, drops a, a Grammy award-winning, you know, short film, building the Mamba Academy, pouring into his girl. And I, I, I love how he talks about uh, Gigi's love for basketball like when because he said he wasn't even watching it right when he retired he was done but she started to pick up that you know that legacy and then it was like all right and then he was like able to turn it um and pour into her and build her up fall back in love without without putting himself there and falling back in love with basketball more as a mentor and a coach to his daughter and to the other guys around there. So yeah. Yeah, no, I'm going to play another clip where he's talking about that change, where it changed for him, where he's viewing 
um, the game through her eyes. Let me uh, play that. So before Gigi got into basketball, I hardly watched it. But now she's into basketball. We watch. It's, it's on. She every wants night. to watch it too. It's on every night. I love it. It's yeah. on every night. Right. And I mean every game. I mean she she asked me to get the lead pass on her phone and everything. Oh, she's she, oh yeah. She watches. I love it. Everything. So, you know, we'll watch. She like she likes watching Trey Young a lot. She watches Luca a lot. She watches James. She watches Russ. I mean she watches Bron. She watches. I mean she watches. Mm-hmm. Who would you who, who you would watch? She watches. she watches who I would watch, right. I guess. I mean, right. and, and there's so many young, talented players out there. It's uh, it's amazing. And when I took it to the Laker game, that's the first Laker game I've been to, I think, since my Jersey retirement. Really. Mm-hmm. And um, we just had so much fun because for the first time I was seeing the game through her eyes. Mm-hmm. It wasn't me sitting there, you know, as an athlete or a player or something like that. And then, you know, it's, it's like about me and I don't like that. It was her. Like, she was having such a good time, and the players were coming up and saying right. hi to her. And, right. You know, and Brian was talking about her fadeaway and all. You know, it, it was it was exciting, and she had such a great time as mm-hmm. a father. I mean, you just, That's all you want. Every, That's yes, all you can ask for. Yeah. That was a week before he was in the accident mm. on the All the Smoke podcast. Wow. It's crazy. <sighs> Man. Yeah, again. You know, that's the that's the devastating part of of all this is, you know, we put ourselves in those situ in, in in that situation and we feel what 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 they're feeling because all this plans, all these goals are, you know, unfortunately he's not gonna get to see them, you know. Um it's just one of those things, you know, we gotta got to trust god we got to trust god that you know the legacy that he already left i think that that was god's god's purpose yeah you know it um also just gets me just thinking and just in deep thought right pondering pondering these like time what's the most precious thing that we have you can't get back you can't buy it it's constantly leaving you it's time you know and he literally was stealing his time back mm-hmm. you know that's why i mean we all live in los angeles we know how crazy it is to get to certain destinations he lived in in orange county right and so he talks about uh getting a helicopter so he could literally buy back his time you know 15 minutes to staples center 20 minutes will save you <laughs> two three hours four hours in, in in los angeles traffic so he's he was able to be essentially at two places where you know where he, otherwise where he couldn't you know he can go to a game yeah. go to a birthday party in the you know in the same time if you were driving you couldn't do that and i heard he's been doing this for like 20 years he's been doing it for a while yeah it wasn't something that that he just picked up on you know it was it was something that that was his method of transportation right there <laughs> and isn't it something though is like that's ultimately what you know how it ended right. was like just trying to buy back your time and then it just like ugh, that's the worst part about it and then you know obviously the other victims that were in there he was probably saving them a trip you know like mm-hmm. hop in the chopper we'll get over there in 20 minutes you know however long it would have been and you know and like oh cool yeah we'll get there and you know he made it to church that morning yeah he went to church that morning went to church that morning had communion you know with his daughter 
hopping the chopper and you know i'm not sure where they picked up the other uh families you know but that's amazing it's like we tried to you know that just it, uh, something i just keep thinking about is like that time you know we're constantly trying to grab it or utilize it but ultimately it's like man you know yeah. it you never know and what it plays you can't what, control it it's really out of your hands yeah it's out of control and that's that's the craziest part is like something's out of your control is fight or flight mode you know there's only one choice you can make there's no choices at sometimes but what what what's crazy there's two things that play through my head over and over again like internally i'm like i wonder what was going through when that helicopter was going down like what was going through kobe's head and holding probably holding his daughter super tight you know what i mean yeah like yeah it's the scariest it's the scariest moment where you know is something you can't get out alive of you know what i mean mm. like what was going through his head and thinking about his life probably flashed before his eyes of everything you know what i'm thinking because uh, my wife asked me the same thing mm-hmm. i'm sure kobe was like hey we're gonna be all right everybody brace you know we're gonna get through this we're gonna you know i'm pretty sure he was being yeah. the alpha dog the captain making sure that everybody you know felt that 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 they were gonna get through it you know so you know it's just i think that's that's the the the, the lasting uh, legacy that that I want to hold on to uh, for Kobe is just you know being that 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 leader you know not only in basketball but in life everywhere yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Omar I, I I wanted to ask you I know that um, Josh shared a little bit about how death has has kind of hit home uh, with the passing of uh, of uh, of his friend has has death impacted you at all with any immediate family or friends other than my dad passing away um i haven't really experienced too much death around people i, I mean i've had a few friends throughout the years in my childhood year, years pass away uh, one person was driving too fast drove into a pole and then his car wrapped around he just passed away hmm. um and my dad passing before coming back from vacation so he was on vacation for about um two weeks and i expected him to come back and he never came back because he died in a hotel by himself oh i'm sorry so it was devastating and you don't want things to be true because you think it's like it's not a reality but we just have to face reality and just live by faith you know what i mean yeah we have to live we have to live every single day like if we have a ticking expiration date on our on our backs we just don't know what it is Omar, I, I'm I'm so sorry to 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 bring up that. Uh, it's okay. You know, from from your father's experience, and uh, you know, I'm 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 fortunate to have uh, uh, both my parents uh, still with us. Uh, but if you can talk about the the grieving process, you know, I know we touched a little bit about being angry and and really not believing that it's true. What are some of the other steps that you went through? Uh, while while dealing with that, with my pa- with my father, agree. Well, with my father, it was like it was just like you have a like the Bible says. There's a time for grieving. There's a time for crying. There's a time for joy. There's a time for for war. You know what I mean? And there's always there's always a time where we all have the as human beings we go through a process when somebody passes away. You know, we get angry at one moment. Um, every single human being has a different reaction to how they respond to someone's death. Some people have unforgiveness. Mm. Some people blame God for 
taking them away. Right. Which is that that's, that's not the case, but everybody has a process with me. I had to grieve for a little while. I had to accept the truth that I'm never going to see my father again or hug him. Never had a chance to tell him I love you. Never. And that's the, that's what hits me so hard because that's why I tell people when I talk to them and I mentor them or if I'm helping them get over a situation, I tell them, you always got to tell your parents, your children, tell them that you love them because you never know when they're going to go, you know, and my, and my relationship with my father wasn't, wasn't like best friends. He was very strict. He said, go to school, go to work, get your education. So we didn't have that friendly relationship, but at the same time, I was too shy to tell him I love you. Hmm. So every time, I t- every chance I get it, every chance I get when I talk to my mom, I always tell her I love you and I give her a big hug. Right. Yep. I think it's with everybody. Uh, you know, I just love being around you, Omar. I think uh, anytime uh, you and I have, have had a conversation, we don't we don't mind sharing the I love you to to one another as well. So always, yeah, I, yeah. I I admire that. I I think uh, you know for myself, you know, growing up, that wasn't really something that you do with with friends or you know, or, or even, you know, people of the same sex, right? Mm-hmm. You don't tell another dude, I love you, you know, but I think we have to, you know, I think, you know, it's, it it's one of those commandments, right? That, that God gave us is to love one another. Uh, and, and I think the more that we do of that, the more peace we have, the more connections we have with people. And ultimately that's what, I think that's what, God put us here for is to be able to relate with people and, and, and commune with people and have relationships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to wind it down. We're already at coming up on 50 minutes. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> fast. It's so fast, right? <laughs> it flies by. You guys want to leave any lasting or any last words as far I, Los Angeles, you know, is just going through it right now. And, um, you know, I think we just all are still in shock and grieving you know, like you said, a lot of us go through different grieving um, processes, but I love to remember like all the good stuff, you know, that's also part of the grieving process. 81, when he dropped 81, 81. remember that? Yeah, mm, man. One, one of my favorites is when, and this, I got emotional when this, when he did this is when he dropped 60 on his last game. Oh man, that Dude, last game that, couldn't man, have been bro, written any I better. I tears in my eyes, man. I was like. And you and and you saw it too, right? That Mamba mentality took his face change, and he was just, you know, doing yeah. gritting his teeth, and that. I mean, that it was just a perfect ending. It's perfect. It was like, a perfect ending. And I was like, dude, this. What other players would do this, man? On his last day, re- just retire, just going all out, a hundred percent, coming back and winning the game. Yeah, I'm sure he was exhausted. More <laughs> sixty game points than Jordan and LeBron put together. Did you know that? Wow, I didn't know that. Wow. So Los Angeles, uh, we're with you. We're grieving with you. Um, The Latino community love Kobe. Did you see? There (laughs) was like all this video last night of mariachis out there, and it's all brown people, you know. So like we loved him like he was our 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 black brother. You know what I mean? Yeah, he was LA's hero. LA's hero, man. So LA, we love you guys. You know, we're always gonna remember Kobe. And um, if there's anything that we could, you know, go forward with is, you know, let's try to adopt that, that mentality, that mama mentality of excellence and just seizing life, you know, and, and just making every minute count. That's it. 
that's it right there. That's 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 low, you know, Kobe's legacy now. Uh, and that's the big takeaway that I'm taking away is live every day of your life like it's your last. Love hard. Mm-hmm. Right? That's uh good. so uh you know, I just wanna again thank you, uh Omar and, and Josh for for uh having this conversation. I feel that I feel that a lot of people are still going to be hurting and it's okay. It's okay to hurt. It's okay to cry. It's okay to, uh, to, to feel, uh, you know, and, and I think that, you know, the, the, the more time passes by, uh, the more, uh, we're going to heal. Uh, but never forget, you know, never forget what, what, uh, what one man can do, you know, Mm -hmm. and the impact that one man can have. Yeah, and my and my last statement is um it's like um just live your life to the fullest. Try to leave your own legacy. Everyone has their own legacy that they can live. Kobe used his gift that God has blessed him with. He used his he he squeezed every single juice out of the orange that was given to him. Mm. You know? And like Kobe says, if you have passion for it. Imagine if your son was trapped in a house and a house was burning down and it was fire. And if you had, if you were on one leg, if you were a broken ankle, you wouldn't give a damn about that, that mm-hmm. injury. You would go That's in right. there and take your son out of that house. Right. That's how much he loved the game. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that each and every one of us has some gift to offer to the world is when you, when you pass away one day, how many people are you going to impact when you pass? You know what I'm saying? Right. How many people have you touched? through your gift that God's given you to bless everybody else before, right when you pass away, when your time is to go be with the Lord, it's how many people you want to touch. Amen. Mm. You know, We're going to end with uh, some last words from Kobe, and then I'm going to play a song from uh, some Los Angeles underground legends called the Tunnel Rats, Ralphie Shamesworthy. He changed his name to Shamesworthy. Shamesworthy? He's, yeah. <laughs> he was, uh, uh, he's, a, he's a L.A. Um, hip-hop legend, underground Tunnel Rats. I'm going to play a song. We're going to play some Kobe, and we'll end it with... Um, Kobe Bryant on him. Have a good time. Enjoy life. It's um, life is too short to, to, to get bogged down to be discouraged or um, you have to keep moving. You have to keep going. Put one foot in front of the other. Smile and just keep on rolling. You know, and uh, that's that's what really is, this camp is about. Liar if you saying Kobe ain't the fire 
Another level when it comes to his desire to win. So in the gym's where it all begins. Discipline, that's the work, and he the first one in. Off season coming back every year with some improvement to his game. That's insane, cause since he came to the NBA, been the same. Big game like James Worthy. Shane's worthy, ain't worried when it get blurry. Tell him in a hurry, Kobe Bryant. Shout out high school, no university. Had to learn on the job, how to overcome adversity. Kobe Bryant on him. Kobe Bryant on him. Kobe Bryant on him. Kobe Bryant on him. But you gotta do the hard work if you want that swagger. The game's on the line. To hit the last second. That's Kobe Bryant on him. Kobe Bryant on him. Kobe Bryant on him. Kobe Bryant on him. All about. Rising above the pull of adversity that's trying on them. I'm swinging on any and all opponents, cold wilding on them. Quadruple difficulty and actuality is my opportunity. I sail the rough seas of life on hardships that change the view for me. The object is growth and it's gain in the struggle. I'm learning from the pain and the trouble that taught me the game and the hustle it brings meaning to the muscle. So I push beyond the limits and the only one is the sky. So I take the leap and fly within it. It's more than just the shoes, it's bruises and paid dues, it's diligence and passion. For smashing and stomping out your situation, dance on circumstances, shoot for the impossible and understand it's possible. It's AJ in his heyday, it's magic and he's worthy. Get the rock to Kobe and it often ends tragically. Hit him with that crossover, split him up the middle quick, shake him out their shoes. You get tried and true. Kobe Bryant. Shout out high school, no university. Had to learn on the job, how to overcome adversity. Kobe Bryant on them. Kobe Bryant on Kobe Bryant on him, Kobe Bryant on him, but you gotta do the hard work if you want that swagger. The game's on the line, hit the last second. That's Kobe Bryant on him, Kobe Bryant on him, Kobe Bryant on him, Kobe Bryant. Check it out. Expose a mentiroso, foul casal on them, huh? international, smashing fool, Sasha Boob on them. I'm filled with the word of God, so ice veined in a clutch. A sort of Jordan like shooters touch, but far more, far more. Absurd learning curve, up this game, skip both grades, humble like confident, so confident it's God sent. Be on the sky limits when you're doing what you're made to do. Highlight real brilliance, that's evidence of diligence. Who in the league could get with this? Who got the lead in this conference? Do them like the same. You did the devil at the cross, kid. Bench warmers attempting to scrimmage a Kurt Warner, pop Warner type to pop off at the mouth, right? Right? I could be flying on them, giving fools something to lean on. Mess around and outscore your whole team on them. Cause when I win, we all win. That's Kobe Bryant thinking homes. You can keep the MVP. I'd rather take the ring home. Fresh out of high school, no university. Had to learn on the job, how to overcome adversity. Kobe Bryant on them. Kobe Bryant. From Philly to Italy, then literally to the league. Mr. West knew what was best when he traded for KB. The blueprint was in. He knew we had it in him to be the missing link and help the Lakers win. First with the 
crazy eights, then them Hirachi skates. Now them Zoom Kobe fours on the floor, holding weight the black mamba. He gon' put it on ya. Weather in the post, crossing up low, so wet in the from 23. They say he's the next 23, but I say he's the 24. Ain't no more after him, the legend is living. We watch it, we witness in history. That king is just a mystery. We're in the ring first and get with me, y'all coming. But until y'all do, we gon' keep seeking the truth. Kobe Bean Bryant is 100 proof. The heat keeps coming, continuous burn. If y'all ain't never been to school, you are now, so learn. Kobe Bryant. Shout out high school, no university. Had to learn on the job, how to overcome adversity. That's Kobe Bryant on them. Kobe Bryant on them. Kobe Bryant on them. Kobe Bryant on them. But you gotta do the hard work if you want that swagger. The game's on the line. It's the last second. That's Kobe Bryant on them.